0: All right. Hello, everyone, and welcome to The Ventures Podcast. This is episode 100. And instead of a typical intro that I'd normally do, uh, Veronica Sagastumi is with me. And uh, she gr- after our last episode, she graciously offered to host episode 100... To interview me, although I kind of want to turn it into a mutual interview here, but to interview me, so Veronica, can you actually take it away and kick us off here?
1: Absolutely. We had such a great time when I was on your podcast that afterwards I kept thinking, oh, I'm a, I'm a listener anyway of the podcast. And as I was listening to other episodes that came after mine, I was thinking how you always are so gracious with you know, giving us the platform where you invite us on your podcast to talk about our business and, and just as entrepreneurship, but we don't get to hear about you. And I, I was thinking, wouldn't it be fun to have the 100th episode be an opportunity to not only look back, but to also look forward and Mm. to have somebody ask you so you can be in the hot seat for once, you know.
0: I love it. I love it.
1: Here we are. Here we are.
0: So as I typically say in the intro, if you're listening to this, you can also watch by visiting WCLittle.com there we'll have more extensive show notes any of the things that we bring up in this conversation if you're watching you can also listen anywhere that you podcast you can just search for ventures and it should show up big shout out to veronica sagastumi fortifiedaccounting.com i got that right
1: that's right yes thank you
0: we are referring (laughs) all portfolio companies as possible to check can you just give a just before we jump into Ventures and me can you can you just give us a quick or sure. not so quick overview of what you do. <laughs>
1: it's quick. It's quick. At Fortified Accounting, we we are an accounting and bookkeeping services uh, service provider for startup companies and mostly funded startup companies. We're here in the Silicon Valley, but we have clients all over the country who are in those early stages that often need that accounting and finance department, but are not yet you know ready to have a full time. Uh, staff. So we, we just fill that need. So we're a plug and play department for startup companies. There you go. Summary.
0: Amazing. Amazing. All right. Fortifiedaccounting.com. Go check it out. Thank you, Veronica. Let's do it. And take it away.
1: All right. Well, as we're celebrating your 100th episode, congratulations because that is a huge milestone in thank, the podcast world. Woohoo. Right. Uh, I think it would be awesome to hear about the origin story. Like, what? What made you start a podcast, and what did you think it would be all about in terms of impacting your business? So take it away.
0: Yeah. So there's been bits and pieces in the last 100 episodes where I have talked a little bit about my story, but I don't think I've really put it together into one cohesive thought. So I thought I was going to be a medical doctor, seeing patients in the morning, maybe doing some translational research in the afternoon kind of thing, working in a hospital. I thought that was going to be my life because I was in graduate school studying bioengineering, ended up getting my PhD studying the biomaterials and the way cells use mechanical force to send signals to one another. And uh, for a whole variety of reasons, I ended up actually learning how to write code, taught myself how to write code because I had to use it to finish my PhD thesis. And then because I had known how to write code, I had, my first son was born in 2006, had this extremely large pressure to make some money because my wife and I were losing, you know, living overseas in Zurich, Switzerland, losing money every month, having to borrow money from the parents. So I was like, okay, I, learned how to, I know how to write code. I'm somewhat ambitious, entrepreneurial. Is there a way to make money off this internet thing? So we ended up starting a digital marketing company and are starting a web hosting company, had a couple of exit events and found ourselves in a position to start investing and mainly the Seattle startup community as we were building new ventures. We were building, we built a couple of schools, a coffee shop up in the central district, started building and investing in lots of B2B SaaS companies, marketplaces, consumer. I actually loved consumer because back in the day, dealing with all the data, the Dow-Mao ratios and like everything with regards to the unit economics, that was before people really use the term data scientists, right? So coming from a science background, leveraging data to build ventures, was I just really enjoyed that process. And I think to be able to do that from an academic perspective, maybe gave me a little bit of edge in the venture building and venture investing world. Mm -hmm. However, I found a number of problems, this is sort of the long way of answering your question here.
1: Yeah, but that's good, keep
0: going. I found a number of problems, with the the venture building and venture investing community specifically venture capital there seem to be this perpetual kiss the ring ivory tower cream will rise to the top but by saying that you're perpetuating all of these systemic biases and my i wanted to flip it upside down how can we as people who invest in startups figure out a way to say yes instead of touting that we that we only accept or invest in .00001 percent of our deal flow How can we flip that around and say, hey, we've helped 99.9% of the people that have come across our desk, so to speak. So thinking from first principles, then what do founders actually need? That led to a a number of decisions about not only bringing the Veronica's of the world into our ecosystem. So if they need accounting services, they know who to go to. Mm -hmm. But as it relates to Mental health, having a crew around you because starting a startup is so hard.
1: So hard, challenging.
0: The right people that can motivate, the right people that can bring new investors to the table, people that can bring talent to the table, big business development partnerships, and of course, capital uh, uh, for, for those that are venture. Now, only 0.5% of companies are venture scale and are, are appropriate. Uh, 99.5% of companies aren't in the appropriate to take venture money category, which even that nuance gets lost. So the reason to start this podcast, right? that was like a, what, a four minute preamble to answer, <laughs> answering no, the- No, but <laughs> we
1: get the origin story. It's amazing. Great.
0: The, the reason to start this podcast, one, because the pandemic had just started and I'm thinking, mm, I got a little bit of extra time in my hands. What, what can I do? <laughs> I built this site called Satchel because I'd love to write in Google Docs yeah. And I just wanted a place where I could write in Google Docs, press one bu- one button to send you a newsletter and one button to press and publish it to the web. And with that simple tool that I had built in u- using Ruby on Rails, I had a few colleagues that are front end designers that helped it become the UI, become what it is today. Mm-hmm. I found myself in a position to say, all right, if I'm going to reason from first principles for helping founders, if my job is to invest in founders, in fact, That's basically my professional life motto. It came down to those three words, invest in entrepreneurs. Mm -hmm. Then if I had a podcast, I could not only selfishly get to know these entrepreneurs a lot more, but record content material Clips, et cetera, et cetera, to help those entrepreneurs, not just with education on different subject matter experts that I interview, but the entrepreneurs themselves who don't necessarily have enough of a platform or don't get invited on the podcast often, so that I can be as maximally helpful of an investor and partner entrepreneur with the people that we work with.
1: It's almost like you've become a a bit of a matchmaker, wouldn't you say? Mm. When you're facilitating and bringing all these different people and seeing how they could collaborate mm-hmm. cohesively um, in, in a business, in that startup world that we know so, so well. And yeah, it can be not only lonely and challenging and at times, you know, defeating, like you could feel that self-defeating energy coming on and boy, do you need people around you who understand that world and can, that can see the signs and pull you out of it. So that's amazing. that. Thank you for sharing that. Mm. And that's the kind of thing that we needed to hear because mm. you don't often get to uh, an opportunity to share that, that's that background. It's incredible.
0: It's true. Thank and you.
1: What would you say has surprised you the most in these 99 episodes leading up to this one?
0: Well, when I first started, I and my friends who know me, who know that I like to chase after shiny objects, they're like, there is no way that Will is going to release one a week. <laughs> <laughs> but I have been able to release one a week starting July 14, 2020. So we're coming up on two years now um, because it is so much fun. And what's surprising to me is how much I'm learning, how much, and most of my marketing channels, just direct email. So people sign up for the newsletter. If you go to Mm wclittle.com, you can just Mm -hmm. subscribe. I basically have a one-on-one relationship with lots of people and every week get to, have amazing discussions. Mm-hmm. Most of those are out, in fact, all of them are basically outside of social media. So I can really get to know people. So like this month, I'm traveling to Chicago and to Austin and to New York City. The peop- some people that just follow me online on my newsletter will know that I'm going to be in those cities and we can actually sit down and get to know each other. That's Cool, right? The people that are mm-hmm. that the, the signal to noise in an audience that actually reads email, <laughs> which I know is not a lot of people these days. <laughs> but if I, you're listening, don't you know, know you're know you know who you are if you're if you're on my email newsletter and that's how you find out about this, or you're actually subscribed on your podcast app. Mm-hmm. So what was surprising is that I just fell in love with the process. The guests have just been absolutely amazing. Uh, it's relatively simple to take a, a, a quick thing off of Zoom throw it into iMovie, put up my little, you know, opening, uh, 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 what is it, what do they call that? Cover song or whatever, mm-hmm. um, intro music onto it. Yes. And then and then I get to watch it again after I record and write up the notes. I've done all the notes myself, all the production myself. It doesn't really take that much long. And actually mm-hmm. I, I have, there, I've been tempted to outsource it along the way, but I've realized, I just learned so much by watching it again and writing up the notes and like, Oh, that's the prompt. That's the prompt. That's the prompt. Mm -hmm. So yeah. So that was surprising that I haven't outsourced the production in the notes. It was surprising that I was able to get one out every week because that's, (laughs) that's definitely not how people would describe my personality.
1: (laughs) It's a huge commitment. It really is. It's a huge commitment. And so in, in having done that in the beginning, I'm sure you had an idea as to what the podcast would be like like what it would be in terms of what it could be for you for your business for your guests was it very different than what it has become
0: oh great question uh my i, I think that most people say right it's your, your those first steps that are hard in fact Prota, top Prota of is greek for the first steps this is why actually we named our group prota it's the plural oh. form of proto right Proto Ventures is we help people take those first steps. So I knew, because this is what what I've been preaching for a long time, I just needed to take those first steps. I was thinking that it was going to be much more um, educational content for founders to help them take those first steps, whether they were doing for-profit or non-profit ventures or subject matter experts coming in. It ended up becoming those first let's say 50 or 60 episodes, much more storytelling around founder stories, which mm. probably are actually, probably are the best way to, keep, to teach founder <laughs> yeah. stories, but it, that, it morphed that way just from natural conversation. And then because Web3 is such a big deal and I've been investing in it for so long, yes, the first couple of episodes had some Web3 things in it, but it wasn't really until the last 30 episodes or so did we really start, start going uh, pretty pretty all in because it's the it's the new frontier for a whole new set of marketplaces where entrepreneurs are going to be able to do their thing and add value for humanity it's very hard to grasp your your, your head around it if you're not already very deep in that web3 rabbit mm-hmm.
1: hole absolutely and so you're doing you're providing you know a couple of different uh, services for us the listeners because it is an educational thing a lot of us are not in it like you are on a daily basis to learn about this platform that is already here, it's not that it's coming, it's already right. here right. and we need to know how it's going to impact um, so that we don't get left behind and and play this catch up or sometimes we just get left behind and that never catch up. so thank you for that. and I also know that yeah it's it's changed even in the last four months, you know so it's been just interesting to hear the evolution. so having said that, where do you see the podcast going in the next six to twelve months what, What's your vision?
0: I think I wanna just keep telling the stories of people that are that don't get their stories told very often. And I'm a hundred percent okay if it if it um I'm I'm not chasing after what every other podcast host is chasing after, right? The next big name, to get the next clicks, to get the next this is not what I do for a living, right? I, I do this because I get to tell founder stories, I get to learn, I get to this is another way for me to invest in entrepreneurs is by helping them tell you know helping them learn and helping them uh share their stories so that being said there are a number of exciting things happening in the intersection between entrepreneurship and nfts and DAOs, new blockchain projects that i'm personally working on with my time as well as investing with our various funds that i am excited to share and it will become foundational for a whole variety of other things that we work on as AI meets Mm -hmm. bio meets web three with, with, which meet meets new forms of computing. uh, This is going to be a very exciting next season and it's going to happen a lot faster than most people think. And so to be able to, to have guests on uh, who who can, who can help us with the intersections. In fact, my, Mm -hmm. my, bachelor's degree because I was in a bioengineering department that didn't yet have an undergraduate degree. So they're like, what are we going to do with you? (laughs) They gave us, they made us go through the engineering department and we technically got interdisciplinary engineering degrees.
1: Okay.
0: I think the interdisciplinary nature of web three is what draws me a lot to it. Mm -hmm. Combine that with entrepreneurship. And then here's what combine that with social impact, global impact. How can we help humans flourish all around the world? So I envision a lot more episodes where we're talking about with entrepreneurs building sustainable businesses all around the world that might not look like your traditional Silicon Valley startup. That also gets me pretty fired up, leveling up our definition of human flourishing, helping everything we we can do as venture builders and venture investors so that people can flourish all around the world.
1: That sounds really exciting. Wait, wait to tease it. Like that's like a movie trailer right there, you know. So it's like coming soon and you better come back and listen to it. That's right. <laughs> so, if somebody is listening to this episode and thinking about the that they should start a podcast for to enhance their business or to, you know, just kind of something that they've always wanted to do, what what advice would you give them if they're thinking about that?
0: The, everyone who's talking about habits, right, the book Atomic Habits, The it is so true that little tiny daily habits or weekly habits can build to amazing things over time. And, you know, relationships are like that. Startups are like that. Your finances are like that. Um, but things like starting a podcast are like that. Um I was inspired by other podcasters that just said, you know what? I'm going to just record the first six episodes. And if I don't like it, (laughs) whatever. then whatever, right? Just make it a season. And a lot of people will hedge it by saying season one, I'm just going to do six episodes or whatever. And then maybe you can pick up and do season two later. Not everyone obviously gets in a place where they release one a week for a hundred weeks in a row. I definitely didn't see that one coming, (laughs) but doing it and then building the habit. Cause now I just have it into my weekly rhythm, you know, we'll do recordings on Thursdays. Typically sometimes that will go to Friday or a Monday and then just sticking it in iMovie. It just takes me a little less than it did to actually record the podcast to, to do the notes and do the production. And then, yeah, stick it up on, I use buzzsprout and then put it on YouTube and then that gets syndicated around to a bunch of places. I have no idea. And then all of a sudden there's somebody in New Zealand who's been listening to it and they're like, Oh, cool. <laughs> uh, so that that's, that's what it is. You don't, you never know who's listening. Now there's people from all, except for Antarctica, maybe somebody in Antarctica has listened, like from all the continents who are listening, they'll come and participate when we do things like Banyan DAO. Hopefully they can reach out to, uh, again, fortifiedaccounting.com and uh, hopefully uh, some, some cool things can happen.
1: Absolutely. And, and I will say that Because oftentimes when I'm listening to your podcast, I actually play it on YouTube to watch the video Mm. and video does accelerate that relationship factor because Mm. there are times podcasts, it's such an intimate relationship too, because you're in our ear but then you enhance it with the video. You do feel like you're building this relationship with this person that you don't even know, but that is giving you this incredible education or introducing you to other people. Because I have followed other people that I have met through your podcast and, and vice versa. People reach out to me and tell me they have found me through your podcast or the video that I shared when we, mm. when I was on your, on your podcast back then. Wonderful. And so I know it's it's just the gift that keeps on giving. <laughs> you
0: know? I did learn that because from I started one of my first businesses right was in the marketing world. We built these long tail SEO sites, meaning if you were looking for cooking classes in Omaha, Nebraska, or whatever, mm-hmm. our sites would pick those up. And um, just having the content out there and letting the algorithms do whatever they want to do. People will find it, you never know who's searching for what. And now that they've gotten so clever about saying, okay, go to this video and watch at 47 minutes and 13 seconds Mm -hmm. and it will have the content that you're looking for. They are doing that with audio, just get content out there. Don't worry about, worry about the small hand. you know, they talk about the thousand true fans, right? Even if it's eight true fans, Mm -hmm. right? If it's your grandma, if it's your dad and it's your uncle and then it's your best friend, those are the only people, just do it anyway. Mm-hmm. Because if you're, if those people are listening, they will inevitably start sharing out episodes. And then you never know what the algorithms are going to do to bring you traffic along the way.
1: Exactly. Because it does work for you 24 seven. Mm-hmm. And so well, as we wrap this up is this, you know big milestone, the hundredth episode and, you know, again, congratulations. Any closing words that you want to leave us with?
0: So my heart is for entrepreneurs and the definition of entrepreneur is changing. Um, in fact, I would, I would argue it's bigger than any of us realize because I am finding entrepreneurs all around the world, varying levels of education, varying levels of personality. It does not need to look like the way that you have traditionally been taught or hear because a lot of what's on Twitter and social media a lot. I won't name names, but big influencers that talk about entrepreneurship, I think are perpetuating a, okay, you got to hustle, it's, gonna <laughs> it's going to ruin uh, your life. It's going to be extremely hard. And unless you're this type of personality, no, 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 no. Entrepreneurship is creating value in the world. Sometimes people pay money for that. But sometimes they don't. And you're still an entrepreneur if you're figuring out a way to create value in the world. And so you can just see where that, that spans various social things, that spans various government things, that obviously economic and, and various traditional markets. But if you're that type of person thinking about how can I add value to the world, this, is, this now gives you a heuristic by which when you're reading things or studying things or, or listening to podcasts... And, and you're really interested in, and you think, oh, I don't like this. This thing bugs me. Okay, entrepreneur, go fix it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> how? Well, there's lots of different ways that you can do how. You may not be the hand-waiver CEO type person, but you're just as entrepreneurial if you bring a team around you and find people on a team that serve different roles. That's a really, like most a lot of the great companies I've invested in, the, the idea person did not was not the CEO they they figured out how to build a team around them mm-hmm. to execute against an idea to add value for the world and you know in the startup world right those that 0.5% that yeah. actually is applicable for venture scale money um it 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 can look very different there are so many opportunities our group proto ventures helps and, and from the pre idea like if you're an entrepreneur you don't even know what to do yet i want to talk to you <laughs> and the idea we are the friends and family money for most people don't have the rich uncle or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, we are we, at pre-seed, seed, seed extension, all the way through Series A and beyond. We serve the whole, the whole range. And so I definitely want to pump Proto Ventures as well.
1: <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely.
0: <laughs> so, yeah. Well Thank said.
1: Was a, that was a beautiful answer. Um, a lot to unpack there because it's just, um, I love how you're looking at the entrepreneurial world and how it's changing because it is changing and I think COVID had a big impact in that in making entre- some people did not even understand what entrepreneurship was until they yeah. were forced into it and now right. they're loving it and it's a new landscape so I'm really looking forward to see what else you have in store for us so again congratulations Will and thank you so much for all the content that you create and share with us all
0: Veronica thank you so much what a, what a gracious offer and thanks for carving out the time To the next 100.
1: To the next 100.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Cheers, everybody. All right, a couple quick things before you go. Number one, I have a general newsletter where I write about technology and startups and health science and teaching people to code. And I write about a variety of different subjects that we talk about on this show. So if you go to wclittle.com there you'll be able to subscribe and you'll also be able to subscribe to particular topics if you're just interested in one or a few of them you'll be notified right when i publish new content in those areas number two my partners and i at protoventures have a portfolio company called startup rocket if you go to startuprocket.com there you'll be able to receive coaching guides and customize an operations framework for you and your team and your advisors to be on the same page in terms of what is the appropriate next step for you in your entrepreneurial journey. And finally, if you wouldn't mind leaving a review anywhere that you have listened to this podcast or watched this podcast, it would be super helpful to help those who might be interested in consuming this content as well. Thank you.